Hello and welcome to Courage for Pain, Stories of Hope podcast. I'm Becky Curtis. I'm the founder, chronic pain survivor, and CEO of Take Courage Coaching, where we empower people to escape the grip of pain. Today in episode three, we are going to talk with Michelle. She is a retired military veteran and she has had back pain and um, some other issues. And today we're going to hear her journey. So welcome, Michelle. We're so glad you're here and we're anxious to hear your story. Thank you so much for having me today. So can you tell me a little bit about your life before you came to be coached for your chronic pain? I originally, uh, when I deployed, I was working as a blackjack dealer at a casino and um, went on deployment to Afghanistan and didn't realize that I had scoliosis and my pain, back pain started the day I received my gear um, before we got into theater. And I thought, why is nobody else saying anything? And so it escalated while in theater where it was my upper back. That's where they found the scoliosis. And then um, it escalated to my lower back. And I was sent home early from theater from Kandahar. And it just, you know, when I uh, returned home, I was at times crawling across my floor and um, I couldn't walk and um, trying to figure out how me who had been always on the go it's like what do I do with this and I had felt such such a fear this loss of control in my world this fear of loss of function fear of the pain and um, so that's how I became involved um, eventually with pain management so it sounds to me like not being able to walk or function is something that would would increase your your fear Yes. And yes. stress. You were in a place of fear and stress when you started. Yes. And um, when I returned, um, I was, you know, still expected to go back to my job that I could never go back to full time. And I was still expected to function in the reserves with when I couldn't go on my ATs, I couldn't make the physical fitness assessments. And it was a very scary thing in my world. And oh, wow. So it sounds like a really scary place to be. It was needing to function, but not being able to everyone Mm -hmm. expecting you to do something that you just know you can't do. Exactly. So tell me how you found out about pain coaching. Well, by 2016, um, and I had come back from deployment in 2010 and had been in a fight for my, my medical care that never came. And By 2016, um, I had been kind of a a caretaker for my brother who had, uh, we found out he had cancer. And by 2016, this man who had, I think, taken care of me as much as I took care of him, he, he passed away. And it was, it was a devastating loss for not only the family, but the community that he served. And I was, happened to be at my VA appointment and she said, you know, I really want to make sure with everything that's going on in your world, you know, just to make sure that you stay okay. And I was referred to um, a VA counselor just to talk all this out and this and and deal with this grief that I was dealing with my brother. And it was a couple of sessions in and she, you know, understood everything that was going on medically with me. And she said, would you be interested 
in uh, going through um, a course out of Montana that's called Take Courage Coaching. And she said it'd be, you know, once a week, individual, once a week um, group, and it'd be over the phone. And I was like, absolutely, <laughs> you know. And the VA had had um, a brand new back in like 2013, I think it was, a pain management clinic where I'd gone through the basic course of, um, I forget what the technique was that we learned, but I still use it. And then the nights where I first heard about time-based pacing. And so I knew those two techniques. And then, so I was very interested because my whole goal has always been to get well. And so just, um, what, just after this course, I mean, I was truly in awe. Um, and when I realized by month three, um, of the, the group sessions and individual that I had and the group, the individual session was like half an hour, um, where you talk to your coach and then you had your maybe hour long session of your group lessons. And by month three is really when the light bulb went on that because I'd been faithful, you know, cause I, I wanted to get well and whatever lessons we had, it's like, you know, you practice these techniques and they're simple. It's not like you've got to, do all this massive anything. It's just, it's just small things, baby steps, whether it's scent therapy or whether it's, um, we jokingly talked about one of our chapters being our hippie lesson because it was dealing with um, sunshine, air and water and our, the earth gifts. And so we had a lot of fun with this and to, to realize, wait a second, you know, the light bulb goes on and it's like, it's working. I, this is really working because my thought processes were changing. And, um, and I've always considered myself a positive person, but this course really challenged that, you know, how positive am I really, you know, am I how, especially when you're dealing with some negative aspects in your world. And um, that's really how I came to be in this course and just the positive that it truly and, and the thing is, that's really cool with this course is it's not just um, what I found is it's not only helping with chronic pain, but lessons on stress management, um, um, energy and nutrition and things like this are applicable to other areas of your life. So, you know, stress stress management. I mean, stress doesn't just happen when you have pain. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I remember there was an incident um, just last year where I had a brain aneurysm that actually ruptured. And before I got to the hospital, I had just, I was upset about something that had happened. And the nurse came in and said to me, you have, you have to choose how you're going to respond to this. And it was like, again, light bulb goes on. And I'm like, I've heard those words before. <laughs> and even though I had, you know, practiced the lessons and everything and stuff, when you, sometimes it, it's really nice to have a coach. It's nice to have somebody there as a support system. And this lady, this nurse at the hospital wasn't with Take Courage Coaching, but she had said something that my coach had and, and taught me some things. So it was it just, again, light bulb goes on that it wasn't just about the pain. It was about dealing with a stressful situation and, and things that how you can really use these techniques in every area of your life to keep your, um, by keeping your stress level down, by keeping your nutrition up, getting sleep, finding, um, whether it's visualization, just simple techniques um, 
can not only help you because when you're stressed out, that can make your pain worse. And by doing these techniques also, it can help you with your anxiety and stressful things that can occur in day-to-day life. So it's, that's a really practical example of how you've used it since you've graduated um, for the other things in life, because it isn't just chronic pain that causes stressors, many stressors in life, isn't there? Yes, there is. Well, that's, that's just great. So when you came to your coach, um, were you already sleeping and exercising and using a few of the tools or tell me where you were when you started? When I started, um, I still had a technique of where you, from my basic course of where you could relax your muscles, um, tighten them up, relax them, tighten them. And then you can send warm, you know, mentally send warm, fuzzy feelings to the area. And it really worked where if I was having a, a painful area of my body or painful joint, I could, I could do that. And I still do that. Um, but one of the things that she initially had taught me and we definitely covered it in Take Courage Coaching was time-based pacing. And to this day, it's still my favorite technique because here's the really cool thing is it doesn't matter where you're at really. Um, You know, we think we compare normal. What is normal? Well, normal was what I was before the injury or the illness. And this time-based pacing was so perfect for me that I learned not only did it take away my fear of the pain because that was a big factor with me is I had a fear of the pain I had a fear of the loss of function and and a lot of guilt because of what I couldn't do anymore or thought I couldn't do that was key and so between the time-based pacing and stuff I had learned after that first week of doing that um, that at the end of a week I was so much more rested. I had accomplished, it may have taken me all week what it, you know, might have taken me a day or two to do before when I was supposedly fully functioning. But I realized that I still got this task done. I still got that task done. It took me all week, but look at all that I truly accomplished just when I thought I couldn't function. I did. And so what's normal? You know, um, I was still functioning, albeit differently than I did before but I was still getting things done just when I was thinking what am I going to do and um, so by the time I started with Take Courage coaching lessons um, you know I'd had that basic understanding that this that these kind of techniques could work but I didn't know at that time you know what was going to be offered so um, pleasantly surprised. That's good. So tell me a little bit about what it was like when you first started with your coach, meeting your coach and getting into a group. And was that bumpy or smooth? It was very smooth. I had this uh, wonderful young man who was my coach named Paul Curtis. (laughs) And um, he was very pleasant, very soothing voice. And he introduced himself. We all, you know, introduced ourselves. And he just um, really just kind of started orienting, orienting us to, you know, what our course would look like and the lessons that he was going to send us and via emails. And, um, and so we had a chance to look over the coursework before, or the lesson, I should say, before the actual 
night of the lesson. And when I say lesson, for anybody who's going to be listening to this, it's there's no big essay you have to write. There's nothing. It's simple. It's so simple. Anybody can do this. And um, he was just very soothing. And I know that in the very beginning, um, when I had my individual sessions, I'd really noticed it. And then during our group sessions, but when my individual session, when it was just me and him talking and he would always find a way he would, he would repeat. It seemed like he was repeating everything that I'd said back to me. And I thought, huh, now why is he repeating all this? It would make sense. He's trying to get his thoughts in here, you know, get it all together. And he's showing me he's listening. That's cool. But he always in doing that found a way to sum it up, everything that had been said, every thought that I had and had expressed to him a concern or questions with either one key phrase or just one word that was like, that's it, you know? (laughs) And so he really made the course simple just to adjust to, um, and he was very willing to work with everyone on schedules or that kind of thing to where everybody was in agreement on, you know, what nights, but if somebody had something going on, you know, we, we could adjust, we were flexible and it gave you this feeling that you weren't tied down to a course. I mean, you weren't tied down to something that, well, I'm not really sure, you know, but I knew I wanted to go through this course, but somebody might not be sure what to expect. And he just made it very simple. And um, you felt like you really had a support system and he sent us, um, just to show that I can do it motto, the Rosie, the Riveter. And he sent us a, a picture of that to keep on our phone and where we could see it on our refrigerator, whatever we wanted to do to encourage us. And, you know, he just, some people don't always have a supportive family. I am fortunate that I do have a very supportive family and but when somebody doesn't or they don't have a family that they can turn to, it's nice that when they're dealing with such an event, maybe a life-changing event, that there's somebody on the receiving end that believes in them. Mm-hmm. And Paul always made us feel like that. So. That's the important role of a coach, to walk beside you and give you, hand you the tools that you need and give you the support you need while you yes. make those changes you need to be a self-manager of your pain. So. Yes. That's awesome. Sounds like time-based pacing and changing your thinking pattern were really important tools for you. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, we discussed, uh, I was laughing about this earlier today, thinking about all the times that, because he's, you know, (laughs) was coming out of Montana um, through this course. And so somehow in our courses talking about, um, you know, stress responses and the fight or flight factors and when you're in chronic pain it's like you're in constant you know fight or flight and you have to get yourself out of this and so somehow we always manage to find a bear in the story (laughs) 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 and what we talked about the um creating new pathways in our brain and rethinking things because you truly can uh, change in changing your thinking you divert and create these basically super highways, new places for your brain to go. And to instead of heading directly to pain and thinking about pain all the time, your brain can only receive one signal, you know, really 
focus on one thing at a time. And if you change the direction and you can do that by scent and, and visualization and all these things. And we, we always found a way to find out, you know, the deer trails. And when you, when you build these super highways, these other deer trails that go used to go to the pain um, start becoming overgrown and they're not as used anymore. And, and um, you know, keeping basically the positive things and gratitude and joy and all of these good things um, that make up this highway uh, and staying focused on that and giving yourself a new destination to focus on to keep you away from the pain was just, um, it was an incredible lesson to learn. And, but I just, <laughs> just some of the things that we, you know, used to come up with. Are, bears. Yes, bears and deer trails. Paul and bears. <laughs> So um, tell me some of the, can you tell me any stories of when you kind of got it and, and when things started turning around for you and you started letting go of some of that fear, what that looked like? Mm -hmm. Um, I started noticing because again, with the lessons, um, whether it was on assertiveness or, um, nutrition, anything like this, and you're, you're practicing these lessons throughout the week. Um, like I'd said, by month three, I remember he and I had been talking and I'd had my individual session and we hung up and I just sat, sat down and thought, this is really working. I mean, everything that I'm applying, I, I really noticed that even though I considered myself a positive person, it, I was finding more ways to find, you know, see gratitude and finding um, more joy and not focusing so much on the pain. That was a big factor is learning how to not focus on the pain. That was a constant, had been a constant battle in trying to obtain medical care and justice for what had happened. And, um, that it just literally, as I sat down, I felt a light bulb go on. Like, I can do this, you know, this. And, and I want to encourage those that will hear this, that, that, you know, even if you have a busy schedule and you really want to get well, but it's like, you know, I don't know about, and you know, an hour a week or stick with it. Because it may not be this lesson, it may not be the next lesson, but I promise that if they stick with it, that that light bulb, and they will actually practice these simple things, even if it's just putting a scent on that, you know, reminds you of Christmas from long ago, um, that keeps your mind away from receiving that pain signal, even if it's just something as simple as that, but doing these things, um, I really believe that the light bulb will go on for them as well. And they'll be glad at the end of this course that they truly stuck with it because the benefits are not only for chronic pain, um, but it was such a big help um, to know that. And it was never to take away any medication or anything like that. If you have a medication that works, that's awesome. This was, you know, if you have, or having really bad pain and it's evening time, you're there with your family and you have a medication that's like you can take as needed and you really feel like you need that extra tablet. 
but you don't like taking it because it might make you groggy and you won't be able to function with your family. This course gives you extra tools in your pain management toolbox that you may not have to take that pill. You may be able to find another way, whether it's sitting there for 15 minutes, visualiza- you know, doing visualization where you feel and taste and, and everything, hear, smell, everything that's, that you're visualizing. And in that time, your brain's not receiving the signal to, for this pain. And you're training your brain to have different pathways so that pain is no longer this big focus. And it really stresses this course that the mind-body connection mm-hmm. and how your your brain, which I have found out definitely since this brain aneurysm um, and the brain swelling and the blood debris that I had in my brain, and, and thankfully it was on my right side where short-term memory, but it's not. <laughs> um, that's so doing so much better. And I feel so much better and more energy and everything. But I've really found out just exactly how, not only through the course, but since all this last year, that how spectacular our brain really is and what all it really can do. And to see myself heal, that the swelling is going down in, the, in my brain and all this stuff, that to see my memory, I, I joked with my son um, here recently. I said, hey, ask me what we need at the store. Ask me what we, you know, because I was so <laughs> proud of myself that, but um, I had that encouragement from Paul and I, you know, that I could do it. And when, when the, before I got out of the hospital last year, it was like, I can do this again. I've done this once. I can do this again. And even though I've been kind of, um, I've had to do a lot of healing and kind of remain steadfast a little bit and not do all that I was really trying to do before. Um, <laughs> just because I had to be careful with my brain, but I still, the things that I did do, I still tried to get up and I still did my time-based pacing and I still did my aromatherapy stuff. I love doing things like that and stretching things that I could do. I still did. Um, so it's been great. So tell me what, what your life looks like now, now that you have this toolbox and that you're using it for your pain and your brain aneurysm. Tell me what what kinds of routines you have in your life or what kinds of tools you're using, what your life looks like at this point. Um, Well, uh, this last year and probably almost a year and a half, um, because I kind of had to slow down some stuff, Paul and I had talked about how I was rewiring the house and trying to to do little things at a time. Rewiring uh, your house? Yeah, there. I was trying to do before, yes, because I promised not only um, my basic pain management course um, trainer, <laughs> coach, I also had, you know, spoken with Paul and was promising that I would try to do the things that I had done before, but using these new tools. And so I had, I used to be a basic electrician in the Marine Corps. So it had been like, you know, 30 something years But um, I had a short, also at the time of my brother's death, right after he died, there was a short in the attic. And uh, I'm like, I can do this, you know? (laughs) So there's so many things left that need to be done with that. And so my kids are like, I know you can do it, Mom, but you're not going to. So they really want me to move (laughs) and find a place that I don't have. So I'm kind of working on that right now with, um, 
you know, getting a roofer out and, and things to finish up the house and hopefully be closer to my grandchildren. And let's see. Um, wow. You rewired your house. That's amazing. <laughs> Most of it, yes. Yes. So uh, it was fun. I mean, it, I say it was fun. It was hot. It was dirty, but I, I'm just, I guess I always like that gung ho aspect of things like that. <laughs> um, but I did, I did the time-based pacing stuff, even with that. And just took it baby steps at a time and mm. there's still a lot more to do with the house that I've had to. And that was, that was my only real stickler uh, since last year was just, I had more energy when my, my coils were put in my artery, you know, in my brain, I, I felt like I had more energy. I didn't have those burning headaches anymore that my, cause it had leaked for like probably three years. And I didn't know that's what it was. I'm thinking, well, it's about menopause time. I know there's a lot of symptoms, but I've never, heard of these burning headaches, but it must be hormonal and that's not what it was. And so when I had the coiling surgery done, I had so much energy, but yet I wasn't really allowed to do anything, you know, or Mm -hmm. not the way that I wanted. And, um, and I knew that I needed to be careful though, because I found out also that that's a hemorrhagic stroke and just so grateful to be here. I mean, you know, just, just alive. And yes, the fact of, what all had happened and how long it leaked and when I finally went to the hospital with and all the story. So um, just right now is, is focused on getting the house, everything done that I need to get done and hopefully moving where my grandbabies are at. And I'm also working on still um, VA portions of what all I needed to get was working on before with the case with the Senate Armed Services Committee and, and things like this. And um, we'll see where that, that goes. Well, it sounds like you have a very active, wonderful life at this point. Yes. I just loves my son. Uh, you know, the kids are all grown. Um, my son lives here, but he's usually gone working out of state, different states and things. So he comes home once in a while and then, He's gone again. Um, so it's nice to have kind of one bird flying back in. And then my um, <laughs> middle daughter just started graduate school uh, a few hours from here. And my oldest daughter's in the Air Force in Arizona. So, um, you know, it's just, they're my life. And um, so I'm enjoying, I'm hoping to just really get everything off of me and relieving any what is perceived as abnormal stressors, anything that would keep me in a pain cycle or keep me um, so that I can get well and continue this path that I've started. Hmm. So. Wow, Michelle, what a, what a journey you've been on. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been an adventure. Um, I'm thankful it doesn't even matter I mean most of the time it's just it doesn't even matter what needs to be done or whatever it's just I'm just happy to be here (laughs) ditto (laughs) yes I'm glad you're here and I'm also glad to be here you know I I almost didn't didn't get to be so you know those of us who have those experiences we really appreciate life don't we (laughs) absolutely yes definite Um, you know the whole goal of this podcast is to give hope to someone who thinks that they've tried everything and that, and um, they've maybe lost hope for life. Chronic pain can just be so overwhelming. 
And I would like to know, is there any last words that you'd like to give to somebody who's in that space right now? To never give up hope. There's always hope. And, you know, this, this miracle, this, um, that I considered it just is basically right around the corner. If you stick with this and don't give up your hope and there's a support system, follow it. And I guarantee you, you will see results in your life and find, you know, you, you, if it, even if it's an injury that is long-term and you may be dealing with pain, um, the pain factors in a long-term sense, you can still function and find ways to alleviate this pain and find new ways to not focus on this pain like you did before. And um, just highly recommend to, to go through the Take Courage coaching classes and, or I should say lessons, and believe in yourself. These coaches believe in you and stick with it. Well, thank you, Michelle, so much. We know that we know that there's many different things, many different tools that those of us with chronic pain have. Um, the tools to take pain out of the driver's seat, and um, yes. I. So I know for myself, my pain isn't gone. I still have the pain. It's just in the mm-hmm. trunk. I'm driving now. Yes. I'm yes. wondering um, how you feel. Do you do you still have the pain? Yes, I do. Um, but I'm not focused on it like I was before. It's okay. not, it's not like you said, it's not controlling me. It's not that fear really left me and, and I don't fear the pain. I don't focus on the pain like I did. I know how to get myself, um, try to keep myself out of a pain cycle. And should I get into a pain cycle, I have the tools to get myself out of it. Mm. So. Beautiful. That's a beautiful story. And we just appreciate you taking your time today to share your story of hope with us and really, really appreciate it and and wish you well as you continue your journey. Well, thank you very much. You too. Thank you, Michelle. Please don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Always check with your healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I really look forward to talking to you next time, Courageous Survivors, where we will hear another story of hope.